the Dude Fox Podcast. Welcome to episode 21 of the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, I've got my voice back, and he's on the podcast pints. Our thanks to Andy Goldie for being on last week, sharing the club's vision for the academy, and telling us about his career in football so far. The future is bright, the future is very much tangerine. Thank you to everyone who listens every week for all your comments on social media. It was a little bit of a meltdown side of it this week because everyone was so nice with the comments. Thank you very much. Each and every week, we're happy to get involved with the conversation and any of your views on there. If you aren't already following us, we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and you can find us at Dode Fox Podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, five wins out of five, five clean sheets in a row, the 100 Club, Silver Kissing Managers, Wee Jim Statue, Free Weeks, the Under-18s, the Loan Report, the Reserves, a couple of Community Trust updates, the Rumour Mill, On This Day with the Arab Archive, and how the hell did that Keith beat us 4 9 four weeks ago? It's all coming up on episode 21 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Paul Dixon. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the Dode Fox Podcast. We are into episode 21. Just before we get going, I would just like to add in that we usually record this on a Sunday afternoon. But this week, we are literally two hours after full time. And here we are due to scheduling, conflicting scheduling arrangements is what we'll call it. So it's a bit more of a raw kind of look back at it. There has been no Siggy blog. There has been no Life in Ocean blog if he's deciding to do one. Uh, We've only seen the goals off of Twitter again uh, and we've read a couple of reports, but here we are ready to go. And before we mention the game, a brilliant 3-0 win at Tanadice. One thing I just want to ask right now, what's the difference in feeling from four weeks ago to now, after playing Queen of the South, Mr. McNichol, the floor is yours. Uh, evening run. The 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 feeling's quite different. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. Uh, four weeks ago, uh, I was driving up the road absolutely raging. I was as angry as I've been for a while. And I think when I left Tanadice tonight, I just floated home. Floated home so I can grab my my notepad to come down here it was uh, it's night and day it really is the the difference in in the four weeks in the team has been phenomenal no complaints for me and I think the big thing I mean I don't have the team in front of me from from four weeks ago but I would imagine you're probably looking at well Shanklin played mm-hmm. Paula I think played and Troy Brown played yeah so you're looking at out of that then uh Paul Watson probably didn't play. Paul Watson did play. Uh did Jamie play. Robson didn't play. Ah, there we go. That's and we had Liam Smith on the left. Uh yeah, it was uh, uh it was a shit show down in Dumfries. It was. Yeah. It was. But I mean that's probably not the technical phrase for it, but that was exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, and there's no point in going over that again. I think that's a nice phrase. It's pro- yeah, it's probably the nicest phrase that I can think of to describe what, what went on four weeks ago. But here we are, we're four weeks on from that shit show and uh, we're smiling at each other over this table. Yeah, because that, that was the episode when we, we, like we said it last week, we covered our back a little bit as well, but we said, you know, there's uh, four games coming up. This was not including the Queen of the South one. No. 
And last week I said, you know, twelve out of twelve, it's been it's been phenomenal. It's been really good. And four shutouts, which was was mad. And, and Robbie Nielsen said in his his uh, post match last week, you know, hopefully you're asking me about number five. Yeah. And I'm not sure about you, but I went, oh, it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But but it would be difficult. Mm. That's, yeah, that's probably what we were thinking. But here we are, three 0 win. Mm-hmm. And I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again, right? I never seen us conceding a goal today. I never. I generally never. I mean, they. I would say Queen of the South had more chances than Inverness and Dundee created against us combined, uh, probably. But like you, no, I just never thought that we were going to concede a goal. Big Benji in the goal, done everything he had to do again. A lot of shots at him. Yeah. Nothing. No, there was a few things. Big that, camera was, saves or? In the second half, there was uh, there was a header from a corner. It was kind of a free header. That was... It was probably like the worst moment in mm. our defence yeah. of the last five games. Uh, but yeah, but uh, the boy put it past the post, so we're looking great. But it's it's not just the defence, though. I mean, the work that the midfield are putting in as well to defend along with the defence, it's... Uh, and I know like all the managers will say, hey, you defend from the front, but it's noticeable the amount of work that the the midfield and defence are putting in. You, you saw today some of the shots that boys are just throwing their bodies in the way that I love seeing that. I love seeing that they take as much as much pleasure in keeping a clean sheet as they do scoring what about 20 minutes for time when Liam Smith took one on the I think it was the back of the leg mm. and I think we've all been there oh, over the years on a cold night <laughs> he didn't even flinch nah it's good he's, he's made a stern stuff I used to go home I might have dealt a signer I mm. did his tango a tattoo for at least four days <laughs> or a floater <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to say I thought it was um Really, really good. And the thing is, a little bit excited. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. You know, I turned up at one o'clock. I'm I'm not sure if it was hungover or delirious, but I was there. You hungover. <laughs> I was there. Then realised you fleeced us at twenty quid. But we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, qu- quite fine. You know, I wasn't nervous or anything. I know some people were were nervous, and some people were saying because it's four, can it be five? But we should, we've said it so many times, we shouldn't have fear a team, but certainly shouldn't have fear playing MD at Tanadice. Anybody at Tanadice. And, and on the contrary to that, I don't think we are. And I think teams are beginning to possibly fear coming to Tanadice. And we said Cammy Smith would be our pick. Of course, it was never going to be like that, given no. it was us that said it. But I think we said that, though. I think we said he would be our pick. Mm. But. We didn't we'd, expect it. No, we'd probably be surprised if he was. So Sam Stanton comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but formations, again, it was, uh, he, he started out on the right, one started on the left, but caused a lot of problems. And I have to say, I was very impressed with Sam Stanton today. Yeah. The two paid up members of the Sam Stanton fan club weren't in attendance today. And he put on probably his best performance yep. for a long time in the United Shop. He, he certainly did. I'm, I'm never enamoured when I see him in the team as down to play on the left or the the right. If he's if he's in the team and he's in the middle, I'm cool with that because he is he is quite a good player. But uh, he, yeah, when the graphic comes out with the, the team lines and you see that Stanton's in, well, certainly I was thinking I hope Cammy Smith's in. He's no Stanton's in, and it looked like he was on the right, and that is kind of where he started the match as well. But hats off to him. Uh, he was brilliant today. Took his goal well too. Couldn't fault the guy. Never let the team down at all. Worked tirelessly. Linked up well with the the rest of the team. Yeah, it was he was really good today. It was one of these performances that 
<clears throat> there was seven, eights out of tens right across mm. every single position. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm walking up the road after the game and Leo's bursting my head saying, oh, who was the man of the match? What about him? What about him? I was like, look, buddy, they were all good. Okay, there wasn't any faults mm. in that team today. Not one. And like I, I meant that when I was telling the wee man that. There wasn't a fault, as you say, that everybody was seven or eight out of ten. Paul McMillan got sponsors man the match. Mm-hmm. But these things are notoriously dodgy in a sense that if whoever's the sponsor of the match, if their favourite player is such and such, then yeah. he will be named as man of the match. Uh, I Personally, I didn't think he was man of the match. I thought in the first half, I thought he was excellent. He was half. almost unplayable, and I think that's why people get frustrated at him because from the first whistle, he just looked like he was up for it. He was everything was a sprint. It's because you met Dave Nery for it. Well, that greatness obviously <laughs> rubbed off on that handshake. Uh, that that was a bonus for a lot of United fans, certainly guys my age and older. I would imagine seeing Dave Nery on the pitch. Uh, but McMullen, he just looked at it from the first from the first whistle, and he was causing their right back no end of problems. Uh, some of the wee flicks that then he always come off for him, and a lot of people jump on his back. They were coming off. Uh, he had end product. He was he was just a nuisance, you know. He was if he was to play like that all the time, and I, and I know that we're it's, it's, it's never going to happen because that's not the way football works, but. He would probably wouldn't be United because he he was such a pest to the opposition and he was productive with it and even when it come to his goal, brilliant work down the line for Liam Smith to give it to Louis and he done very well as well because he could have he could have thought right there's no support up here I'm just going to lash a shot and he might stuck it in the door Fox stand who knows but uh, he didn't he he took his time he held it up he waited on McMullen and even when he's rolled it back to McMullen. If I'm being honest, I thought he's. Go- I'm going to get ready to catch this because I sit behind the goal and I thought he's going to lash this either past the post or over the bar, but he didn't. He just passed it into the bottom corner. Keep as soon as he hit it, it was in. The keeper never had a chance mm. of getting that. I tell you what, I thought uh, Louis had his best game in a, uh, in a good few weeks. He was I thought he was excellent, absolutely excellent. He was, he was a real handful as well because they're obviously getting a different kind of striker from. Um, yeah. That guy that somehow didn't get off the bench a day for Scotland. But anyway, um, I thought he was a real handful. And just those wee bits of being a young player, just went to maybe release the ball and whatever. And it's going to, he's going to get, because he's going to get better. And he's mm-hmm. going to get better. His decision making is going to get better. But really today, I thought he, I thought he, he, he was. the line. Oh, really well. Really, really, really well. well. But playing alongside a player like Nicky Clark, who's experienced, just yeah. going to do him the world of good. And mm-hmm. Nicky Clark, excellent again today. Yep. Really, really good. Took his goal very well from a McMullen pass. It was, yeah. The, as soon as he was one-on-one, it was never in doubt. Mm-hmm. It was never in doubt in my mind that he was going to score. Yeah. But uh, Louis was brilliant, I thought. Uh, I, I couldn't fault anything. There was a few... I thought there was a, a few fouls that he could have won, but, you know, I, I'm probably going to jump on the... Oh, here we go. The bash, on, the ref. On ref watch. Again. Yes. But... I'm only calling it the way that I saw it. There was a few because the the guy that plays centre half for them. Well, the first one went off, uh, killed day, but I think it was Brownlee. Who he's a no bad player actually. Anytime I've saw Queen in the South, he the big number five. He does do a job for them. Mm. But uh, Louis was a handful for him today. But there was a lot of a lot of wrestling between them. And when Louis was going going to the ground, he didn't seem to win many free kicks that he probably should have won. 
I thought. Uh, but I mean, he's what is Louis? He's twenty. <laughs> he, Regardless, we've just aged him. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to say he's twenty. But what I'm trying to say is, he doesn't play like a twenty-year-old. He he he's strong. He's quick. He's very skillful. He will he will do the dirty work. The only thing that it would be great if he could maybe add goals to his game. But uh, he led the line today in a three-nil win for a for a team who they had done no bad the day for a one-man team that didn't have their one-man playing. Mm-hmm. Or even in the country. He wasn't even in the... <laughs> nothing like it. Not even close to the country. <laughs> he is uh, 20. He's 20, right. There you go. Nice one. But he, as you say, he's only going to get better and better mm. over the next few years. And, and What a prospect. And playing with a Shankland and a Clark and, and whatever else, it's a... It's a good place to be, mm-hmm. you know, and he was obviously keen to continue his football and development at United with the contract and whatever, which is which is only a good thing. It's a bonus for us, for us punters. For us. There's one man I want to mention who last week in the derby didn't have a good first half. And then the second half, I said on this podcast that he was very, apparently I used the word excellent. I'm not sure I did, but if, if I did, I did, right? But I thought you had a really good second half. Today, Ian Harks mm-hmm. was superb. He was, yeah. Absolutely superb. Yeah, he was everywhere again. Yeah. But we saw the Ian Harks that we are capable of seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, happy to be on the ball, can knock the ball about, can mm-hmm. go forward, can go back, knows when to just play the simple pass Looks or try something. As well. Looks and Andy Goldie said something the other week about being brave. And I think if that's installed in the first team as well, don't be scared to try the pass or mm-hmm. take the man on and depending on what, where you are in the pitch and whatever. But I just thought throughout, I thought Ian Hatch was excellent today. I really did. And Butcher's Butcher for me. You know, he, he does his job and he does it so well. And see, every single week, he is getting better and better and better at it. Protecting the back four, mm-hmm. putting in a tackle when he needs to, I mean, he got, and sometimes when he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's no rugby titled anyone yet. No, but, yet. no. Uh, but again, and it just showed that midfield was really hard work in the day, mm-hmm. and it kind of had to be because I've got what Arsenal felt four weeks ago. So yeah, that's going to be in the head, regardless of the four wins in their head. They're bound to be thinking, "This team done us four. Yeah, and I will say, and I wasn't in Dumfries, but I put up with your mood the, the next day. How did they beat us 4-0? Mm-hmm. How? I don't know. When I was coming out the ground, uh, I, I, one of my buddies, Binhock, he shouted his ear and said, how the hell did we get bit 4 nothing to that mob a month ago? And I shook my head. I was like, I have no idea. But we did. I seen it with my own eyes. You know, we, And it was a comfortable 4-0 as well. You could blame the pitch. You could blame whatever. But it was, uh, it was chalk and cheese. It really was. They, they were never, and you never felt like that was ever going to happen again. It wasn't even remotely close, but like we just said five, ten minutes ago, we didn't even think they were going to score. They could have scored about six that day mm. doing in Dumfries. Yeah. Uh, I've still got a bit of PTSD for it. <laughs> it's still lingering. I tell you what, see, for, for all, for, for everything about Stephen Dobby, he could still play, but we marched him really well the mm-hmm. day. We got a wee bit of all of them and, yep. You know what, we didn't make errors today, but it was the odd bit of just maybe a wee lapse in concentration with a header or a clearance, you know, just a There was a Paul, thing, a Paul Watson sclaff at the, one point in the, the, the second Goal half. machine. But 
but apart from that, he was excellent again. Mm. Him and I think Mark Reynolds, I, I didn't get close enough to see that he had studs on the bottom of his footwear, but it looked like slippers he was wearing. <laughs> uh, and he might have had a pipe down his sock as well, I, I don't know. Yeah. But he was cruising it, him and, him and Watson. They've, uh, the last three games have struck up uh, a great partnership. Long may that continue. And uh, no win bonus for Mark Connolly today. He'll be absolutely <laughs> seasoned, will he? He'll, he'll probably be chapping Nielsen's office door right now. I'd be interested to see how... how Close he's been to being put in back mm. into the starting lineup, but I, but my when I was talking about it during the game, kind of change it though. Well, that's why I was saying, you know, kinda it's different it. if you consider a goal or a bit. Mm. Shout, shout, shout! Breeds confidence in yeah, a defence. Of course it does. Yeah, you know, and I mean, last week at times it looked like um, Liam Smith had ice skates on when he was falling over, mm-hmm. but the confidence is there because again he's come back from a bit of a spell that we we both went. We've been big fans of Liam Smith and then... Yeah, but that spell coincided with Jamie Robson being out of the team yeah. and, and him then having to play on the left, which... And then when he come back, it was still a game. But I think, again, the last couple of games, today again, he was he was brilliant today. He was yeah. solid. He, he's the best right back in the league. I'll, I'll challenge anybody. Mm-hmm. Especially Dundee fans. <laughs> they're going to tell me Kamikaze is the best right back. Liam Smith is uh, the best right back in that league. I mean, they'll tell you. Yeah, whether it's listen. true, I'm not going to listen. No. You know, whether it's true is a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do, how is it compared this one give to the other four on this run? Everyone in this league is good, uh, and everyone's been everyone's been different because the first two weren't the greatest games. No, that, that's true. But then that they were on the back of a poor run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at that, I believe away game pumpings is what they're on the back of. Yeah. So you just want to get back to winning games, which is what they've done. Uh, they kind of, the first two, yeah, we kind of ground them out. And then we went up to Inverness and uh, we were excellent. And that was quite a big game because, okay, we'd won the previous two, but you're still thinking, mm, this is one of our rivals that would be a, a marker to put down. Done it. And then you get the derby. And there's never going to be a derby that's played that you didn't want to win. Uh, and again, they were on forum. They hadn't uh, conceded goals for a few games, I don't think. Nope. And uh, and then we beat them. And then the talk leading up to the game this weekend against Queen of the South was, this, would, this really would be a good marker to put down because nobody else is playing. You know, we can get a nine-point gap mm-hmm. if we win and effectively a 10-point gap given the goal difference just now. Uh, so it, for for me, certainly, it was a, a big win and it was a must-win and we did. We're sit, sitting here so happy, like five wins on the bounce. Nielsen mentioned it pre-season. Uh, he says the team that wins the league will go on so many runs of like four or five wins on the bounce and this is our second spell of so many wins on the bounce home record second to none when when was the last time we had a pretty good home record under McKinnon but I can't remember that we just constantly won the home games so comfortably didn't have many good performances either though no no whereas I mean a few weeks ago guys weren't happy with Nielsen mm-hmm. uh, and I, I certainly I wasn't I wasn't one of them but I thought if we keep getting pumped away from home in this league after having assembled this squad at this cost then questions will have to be asked at some point but that uh, that issue hopefully has been put well and truly to its bed along with the D's 
still there. Uh, it's twenty one plus twenty one. The goal difference now. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And you, you were saying what was the uh, what was the numbers? The Shankland versus the rest. I think in the league, Shankland scored uh, seventeen, and we've scored six. The rest have scored sixteen. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we. He just put the collective <clears throat> we in there. Yeah, the royal we. You know one of the one of the big things is you know in the league is we're unbeaten at home. Not only unbeaten, we're winning every game. Yeah, comfortably, bar the what was it one 0 Partick. That was not overly comfortable, but you know you you can't do any better than what Robbie Nielsen's doing. Seven mm. home games, seven home wins. Yeah, and I think the. I know I did see on some people on, on Twitter had come out and sort of said that, you know, um, turned it around or, or sort of words to that kind of effect of, mm-hmm. of um, but given the 4-0 at, at Palmerston, they were like, well, he's got to go or stuff like that. I'm no happy or yeah. or whatever. But then you look at it, because it, that wasn't about the contract, wasn't it? It was, yeah, because yeah. we had it in our notes. I will mention this and then we thought, oh, no touch of that. Yeah. yeah, it was on the back of the contract, uh, but I mean, pe- people. To, to, I don't know why we keep going back to that, but to go back to it, people were rightly angry about that result, and for the people that were there, like myself, they. It was, I, I said the other week when we were up in Inverness, the downside to that great performance was there was only so many fans that witnessed it. Mm-hmm. I wish more fans had witnessed that. The upside to getting pumped down in Dumfries was that there was only 800 fans that witnessed it. Because if that had been at home, and we had had five, six, seven thousand, there were United fans watching that performance, the fallout would have been a lot worse, mm. because it was dreadful. It was unbelievably poor that day. Mm. But here we are, night and day. I think what I'm about to tell you is correct. <laughs> here we go. Last game we lost in the league at home... March 2019. Queen of the South? Queen of the South. Yeah. 2-1. Yeah, I think that's correct. 2-1. And we battered them that day. Yep, 2-1. Got beat. And we're 2-0 down. That was when Sifranco wore his bits on the wrong feet. Uh, I don't know. The team that day was Seagrest, Booth, Robson, Buhena, Reynolds, Seaman, McMullen, Stanton, Butcher, Clark, Sifranco. And on the bench, Laidlaw, Graham, Fivey, Gomez, Nesbitt, Harks and Pollitt. Yeah, the team. But we did. We battered them. Absolutely yeah. battered them. We had all the ball. We had about fifteen corners. It was mm-hmm. so Franco missed a few yeah. sitters that day. Yeah, that was the last uh, game we lost at home. Mm. Um, which it's it's quite an impressive record. And the game before that, five nil there. Oh, <laughs> second and some yeah. Arsenal scored four goals. Yeah, yeah. well. So it just shows that the actual home record is good, you know, and I never realised it was that season, good. This season it's great. Yeah. If we can just forget about the mighty East Fife and the, God. the bet Fred, which we will forget about. We'll not even go there. This no, is a positive it was, podcast because we're on the back of a great run just now. Yeah. Top of the league cruising it. Yeah. So no game next week. What are we going to do with ourselves? Which is, uh, you just want to keep it running, but the pressure's now on the other teams. It absolutely is, yeah. You'd, I mean, okay, they've got a game in hand, uh, but you'd always, always rather have the points in the bag, which is what we've got, and we've got a hefty goal difference too. Mm-hmm. 
So the pressure is all on the other the other teams in the league just now. Um, so we can draw a line under today. Good performances. Would you pick? Is there a one man you can pick as your man in the match before we finish it? Uh, I've sat on the fence the last couple of weeks. I think I've given mm-hmm. it to two people. Yeah, and uh, no, they do though. Nah, I'm going to get uh, Louis today because he he was tasked with stepping into Shanklin's boots, so to speak, and we didn't miss him. I tell you what, we did not miss him. It gives us three really good stri- different strikers. Mm-hmm. The way they play. Yeah. Queen of the South must have been thinking, this is great, we're getting United at the right time, regardless of the fact that we're we're on a great run. But the fact that Shankland wasn't there, mm-hmm. that must be what our opponents all hope for. He wasn't there, we did not miss him in the slightest. No. It was so comfortable today. Ian Hartz would be mine, mm-hmm. for me. I just thought it was a really good performance from him. I thought he played really well. He was. I know you were trying to get on the pitch when he was doing injured. Well, if that arsehole Stuart had a let us on, I would have been over there and I would have got his hair out his face and I would have sponged him down or something. But, you know, wasn't that happen? Beautiful man. Um, so that was it. A good result. Uh, the pressure's now on to the, the other teams, which is good. But um, before the game, uh, there's a new custom that United have introduced uh, and it's presenting players in recognition of achievements of reaching 100 games. Uh, so Paul McMullen. Uh, received a shirt this, uh, today from Davy Neri um, because he, he reached the milestone at the away game at Inverness. So today he puts him on 103 games today and he got a goal as well, which is quite good. Um, he is the 152nd United player representing the club over 100 times. Jamie Robson, who's on 110 appearances now, is the only, uh, they're the two, only two players in the current squad have played 100 times for the club and he will be getting a frame top as well to mark the achievement uh, despite the new custom coming in. Um, but he reached that back in August. And I think we said at the time, for a, a player so young, to reach 100 Phenomenal. it's been brilliant it's yeah. been really really good it certainly has um, if Shabba Laszlo uh, Laszlo had got his way McMullen wouldn't have ever got near 100 because he was trying to get rid of him unbelievable wasn't it, it really is I mean it's, it goes to show uh, the change that a, a good manager can have on a player a positive change but it also goes to show that a manager can have a massively negative impact on a player too yeah. So congratulations to the wee man. He, he was great first half today and he was more than decent second yeah. half. Too. And of course to Jamie Robson as well for, uh, for achieving that. Definitely. Uh, and then a couple of minutes after that, mm-hmm. onto the park as part of the uh, Tangerine 50 slash legend ex-player uh, presentation onto the park for of, uh, to, to, to get crowds going. There was a, cent- a certain silver kissing manager he's only the second one obviously I said during the game uh, just before it you know he coming as the assistant took the permanent job and then goes down in history as being a Scottish Cup winning manager it was the man himself Peter Houston and he seemed to enjoy it I would say that he absolutely loved it. Yeah, he was shaking hands with a couple of boys in the crowd. He was kissing the... I'm assuming that there was a badge on that scarf or he was maybe blowing his nose on the scarf. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he was kissing a badge on mm-hmm. the scarf. Uh, but he, he did. He loved it. He was very well received, as you would fully expect. Uh, that was that was good to see him. I, I like that the club are doing this and I like that the timing of it as well because it gets the crowd on their feet clapping 
and then like less than a minute later the, the teams come out the tunnel it's very well it's very well orchestrated mm-hmm. I quite like that yeah and I, I believe it, and, and he may correct me if he's listening to this if I'm wrong but he's he's an opposition analyst for Celtic now I think that's what he's doing yeah possibly the, yeah I, th- I think he is working for Celtic in some yeah. capacity yeah there you go I but mean, he, he we, seemed to enjoy it today anyway we won't was, hold that against him no no he, he won us the cup listen he won the cup and uh and 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 which was a great team, and we've all kind of really in, we we enjoyed it. We spoke about that moment before, but it just shows he's when he goes down, and history is him and Ivan. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, it's he'll never crazy. be forgotten. No, absolutely not. And which also kind of brings it to just while we mention another manager while we're on it. Uh, but the news today, which um, was was w- is always quite exciting to share when you get a wee bit of news to share at half time, uh, is that the money required to fund the Jim McLean statue has now been raised. Brilliant! It's phenomenal. That's that's brilliant. It's if I'm if I can revert back to my negative mindset, which I'm very comfortable with. It's a pity that it took so long, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's been raised now. And uh, I certainly hope everybody, as well as myself, really look forward to seeing it unveiled. Uh, hopefully, sometime maybe the end of this season or, or whenever it's it's going to be ready. Mm. Looking forward to that. Yeah, the final statue, uh, if you don't know, uh, will be Jim McLean celebrating the Premier Division Championship trophy, and it will take pride of place outside the Eddie Thompson stand at Tandice and basically overlook the United support as they attend home. Matches, beautiful, very nice. That's fantastic. There you go. So managers to managers to managers. Yes, beautiful. Uh, take us on the lovely road of the reserves and the under 18s and the women and the loan report and all that kind of stuff. Okay, here it goes. Uh, the reserves. Last Tuesday, the twelfth of November, a fairly strong team went down three two to St Mirren at Witten Park. The goal scorers uh, for us were Cami Smith and Chris Mochrey, both of who got some game time today. Uh, the starting lineup for the reserve match was uh, half filled with academy players. There was five academy players slash graduates uh, in the starting lineup. There was Nathan Cooney, Ross Graham, Archie Mikasin, Chris Mochrey, and Logan Chalmers. The bench was also filled with academy players. There was six of them from the academy on the bench. We uh, spoke about the academy. Come on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Only joking, Andy. The, uh, <laughs> the the next match for the reserves is against Hearts at the High Performance Centre at St Andrews on Tuesday, the nineteenth of November, with I think it's a half one kickoff. The academy boys, the academy lads, were away to Hearts on Friday and beat them three one with goals from Archie Mikasin, Lewis Fraser, and Lewis Nielsen. Their next match is at home on Friday the 22nd of November against Hibs. The exact location and time of that match is yet to be confirmed, but the club will no doubt release their wee picture graphic thing that they do. The wee fancy thing that we miss because our episode goes out. But I do like it. It's very, very good and informative. Mm -hmm. So that'll be out at the start of the week. So if you do fancy attending that match, keep a look out for that. Uh, Also from the Academy, young Ryan McInnes has been in the wars again. If you've been listening to all these podcast episodes that we've put out, you you will remember us mentioning Ryan uh, at the start of the season when the he got a really bad one, didn't he? Was he got open to him? Oh, no, uh, it was, uh, no, it was over in Northern Ireland. Yeah, he, uh, he got a, a bad head knock. He was out for a good few weeks with mm. concussion. He was hospitalised with that, uh, but he's over that. Thankfully, he was on the mend that way, and he's only went and gubbed his ankle ligaments now. 
So his season is effectively over because I think he's out for the next four weeks. And as Andy Goldie was telling us last week, the season basically runs between January and December. So by the time he's fit again, the season will be finished. So we hope that he carries a wee bit more luck with him next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, also bumped into Andy Goldie before the match today and he was telling us that the the under-11s, the 13s and the, the 15s, they were all playing Dundee today. And uh, every one of them humped the Ds, basically. I don't know why you're so of, surprised. One of the scores was 8-2. I think that was the 15s that won 8-2. The yeah. other ones were maybe not as comfortable. But Did he, did he also tell you that he had to turn his Twitter notifications off this week because it was pandemonium. Yeah, it was, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, what did you say? Um, you said, sorry. Sorry for running down your phone battery yeah. all week. Yeah. yeah, but one thing he did ask me to pass on, he appreciated every single message that he's received and all the nice words of support and stuff about the academy. And I think the thing for us, and I mentioned it in the intro, is... When people come on, we want we want to know what it's about, but we also want to know what they're about. Mm-hmm. And he was very open and honest with that. And I've listened back to it a couple of times actually, um, just to see him say that we were failed footballers. So I took that as a nice compliment. Put up my CV, probably no help. Mm-hmm. Um, but for things like that, it was just really nice. But he did say to pass on that he he's, he really enjoyed it. He enjoyed being part of it. But all the messages he's got for yeah. and he's passed on to the team. And he's he's a. Uh, you could see he works so hard and mm-hmm. there's a real goal and a vision and um, but sorry for interrupting you but no, no, I just but, to mention that but in, in reference to Andy uh, he's also very quick to point out it's not just him no you know he, he, he I dare say he doesn't like getting all the credit for this because he's got a great team under him uh, one of them being Michael McPeak who I, I want to thank because he gives me all this info so that I'm actually getting stuff right so cheers for that Michael you're a star <laughs> <laughs> and on that note on to the women's team. The women's team were 2-0 victors over Partick Thistle last weekend with goals from the female Lawrence Shankland, Neve Guthrie, who's only 16 years old, by the way. What a superstar she's going to be. And Steffi Simpson with the, the other goal. During the week, the ladies were away to Hutchie Vale and after seeing the scoreline, I can only assume that they showed up on the night with eight players. They did win, 6-3 however, and I guess a win's a win but there must surely be some question marks over the manager continuing in present role after he's taken charge of a team that's leaked the goals to the world's worst team. Surely. Questions have got to be asked. Well, that's that's your opinion. I'm, I'm saying nothing. Yeah. Uh, as for who scored the goals on the night, I've got no idea because I've not seen an update. I'm just going to tell you, Neve Guthrie probably scored all six. But that's that can be filed under Dode Fox Podcast Fact because I dare say it didn't happen. And they're good, them. <laughs> yes, there there is a stream of them. Mm. Uh, the ladies' final game of the season is Sunday, the seventeenth of November. So the day before this episode comes out, and they are away to Glasgow Girls. If they win that game, they will finish the season in third place, which would be a fantastic achievement for such a young side. So good luck to them. Definitely, we will go over to the loan report. Mm-hmm. So we've got. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! <coughs> Tell oh, me, I, I don't, I, I don't want to give this away, mm-hmm. but I kind of do because it should get mentioned. Are you going to mention the photo you sent me? I might do. Go. I might do. Right. Okay. 
So the loan report is uh, Declan Glass. He played the full 90 minutes and scored for Cove Rangers as they beat Brecon 3-0 to remain top of Division 2 and they, they they really look like they're well on their way to being promoted from that league. Uh, there's no Matty Smith again today as he is injured. Uh, I was over at training the training centre yesterday with a wee man and he was with uh, the injured players, Paulette and Troy Brown. Jake Davidson played the full 90 minutes for Spartans as they lost 3-2 to Bonnie Rig Rose. Great that he's getting so much game time though, regardless of the result. Uh, that, that can only serve him well in the future. Josh Donaldson, uh, our on-loan goalkeeper, he played the full 90 minutes on Wednesday night as civil service strollers played at home to Hill of Beath Hawthorns. The strollers went down 2-1 and... Ronnie, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at now? Hill of Beath what? Hawthorns. Is that another name? No, as it it's just funny. Keep a noise down over that side of the table, though. <laughs> yeah, it was the Caledonia Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, it's not easy working with people like that. So the Strollers went down two-one to the Hawthorns on what was a historic night for them, as they played under their newly installed floodlights for the first time. Unfortunately, though, they got beat, and in turn, they're out of the Football Nation Cup. This weekend, they played BSC Glasgow with Josh playing the full 90 minutes again, but they uh, they were humped, basically. All right, fair enough. Down at the Indodrill Stadium in Alloa, where nothing ever, nothing, nothing good, nothing ever good happens. No, comes no, of that. desolate landscape. Uh, pay on a roll, though. Pay on a roll is no bad. But they were turned over 4-1 down there. And that leads me to Alison Jones, <laughs> our on-loan player who is currently at Brotty Athletic. Brotty Athletic beat North End 5-0 today, but uh, all I know is Alison Jones did not start. I've no idea if he came on or not, but I can 100% confirm he does exist. And, and I know that because I was over at the training centre, as I've just mentioned, yesterday with my son as it was an in-service day at the school and the wee man wanted to go over. Why, so, does, why does that mean you're off though? Because And how, how do we get so much annual leave? It's not annual leave, Ron. It's flexi. Oh, okay. God. It's flexi. Well, my boss listens to this, so just bear that in mind. You, you need to be on flexi. <laughs> Use it to your advantage. So we were over there anyway. The wee man's loving it. I'm acting like the world's tallest, oldest ball boy for Neil Alexander trying to improve Dennis. Uh, and the wee man's hanging about the pavilion where the players go back in. Not really. Not even worried about getting selfies this time. Because, you know, he's got hundreds of selfies with loads of boys. And then Stuart Garden come out. Stuart Garden is currently the kit man. So uh, I got blethering to him and I was saying to Stuart, Stuart, wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind getting a photo with Alison Jones? He's like, uh, hmm, uh, that should be all right. He's over there just now. I was like, I can't worry he is. I've got my eye on him. I can't exactly worry he is. Uh, so <laughs> typically the rain was coming on. It was pissing down. And Alison Jones must have been about the last guy off the training pitch. So he's coming towards the pavilion and uh, Stuart Garden shouts on him, Alison, this boy wants a picture with you. So me and the so I, I obviously I, I asked Leo to come in the picture as well to make it less weird. Uh, and I didn't think he believed us at first. I think he thought I was taking the piss. I was like, any chance of a picture with you, buddy? And I didn't tell him why. I didn't what? say because... You didn't well, tell him why? No, nah, I was a wee bit embarrassed why? because I'm 42 asking for a picture, sweet boys. But there's a reason because we, 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 okay. we're we trying to find the man. Look, I was there. You were now, okay? We, but I, I had found him. 
and I, this was documented because I sent you the picture. But you had to get the picture. I had and, to get the picture. But, you, but at any opportunity, you should be saying, we've had a search party out for you because you're only turning up the reserves and we need to find out if you're playing on a Saturday for the Broy. Well. Because if no, we're coming for McCunny. Uh, <laughs> he's not there anymore. He uh, is. McCunny. Ah, you sure? I'm pretty positive. Could be a mm, dope fox fart. Somebody think, tell me. No, I think he's away. Mm. I think he's away. But anyway... Alison was there. He was a good sport. He got a picture of me and the wee man, and uh, I totally, man. I totally, I totally bottled asking him for his number so that I could keep in touch and get updates for him. <laughs> but whether or not he played this weekend, I've no idea. But his team won five 0 Good. But it's more likely he probably didn't play though. Uh, well, he's been coming on off the bench. Okay. So fingers crossed, he got some more game time there. Now there's a, a couple of special mentions. Uh, the United Community Trust over 60s walking football team. Uh, I want to give them a mention. Uh, Stevie Ross and the rest of the over 60s United Community Trust football team on Friday, they were taking part in an over 60s walking football tournament through at Tory Glen in Glasgow. There were 24 teams split into four leagues of six with the top two from each league going through to the knockout stages. The league that the lads were in also had Air United, Alloa, Hearts, St Andrews and a team called North Lanarkshire Aldgitz. I probably would have rooted for them if I was there, to be honest with you. It's a cracking name. Uh, they managed wins against Ayr, St Andrews and Aldgitz, but they lost to Alloa, don't we always, and mm. Hearts. As a result, the guys finished in third place, so never made it through to the knockout stages. The names of the guys in the team were Steve Ross, Gordon Nagoli, Brian <laughs> Miller, the two Johns and Billy. The walking football itself takes place on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. If you're interested in going along to this or getting involved, head over to social media at Dundee United CT and they'll have more details for you. Now, there is one other community trust thing. It's the Festive Friends Christmas Meal. Uh, so... Again, some of the listeners may be aware that I took part in the Kilt Walk back in August and that was to raise money to put towards uh, throwing this festive friends Christmas meal that the Community Trust run. Oh, did you? You never mentioned you that. No, probably not. I'm, I'm humble that way. Uh, so on Christmas Day... you still got your medal on. <laughs> Medallion. So on Christmas Day, they are hosting a free Christmas Day meal for up to 120 people at Tanadice, probably in the Heggie. Uh, with 75 guests already signed up to come along. They're hosting the meal to provide support to older people that may not have any friends or family, young families who may need extra support at this time of year, students who cannot get home for the holidays, and people who may not have a home to go to. Uh, the event will be from 10am to 3pm and will include uh, the company, food and entertainment for all guests. Travel will be provided for all guests to assist them to and from Tanadice. So if you know anyone that would like to come along, please send uh, an email to one of the Community Trust guys. That email would be michael.malone at dundeeunitedct.co.uk. The information that they'd be looking for would be the person's name, a main contact number for them, a date of birth, as well as any dietary requirements that they would have. Uh, and if that was too much for you... Get in touch with us through Twitter at the Door Fox Podcast, and I can certainly pass on the details. That would not be a problem. 
Is Stevie Ross the same Stevie Ross I'm about to mention? Yes. Uh, it is the same man. So, uh, Steve, thanks for your tweet. Um, you said it was it was you were speaking to me at Dens when I was just checking out the scan uh, before the game. It was indeed. Um, and I will take your tongue-in-cheek off. Forgot to say, it's not every day I meet a celeb, which is uh, which is ridiculous. We're just two blokes for Dundee that like to speak about our club. Um, but I, do, I, I generally do appreciate every time that people um, people do sort of speak to us, regardless of where it is. But I can give you a random uh, meeting of a uh, Dode Fox listener, if you would like one. <laughs> Here we go. Apart from, well, I'll get to today's one. <laughs> I'll finish with that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, on Thursday night, I was at the uh, Liam Gallagher gig up at the P&J Live Arena, which mm. is, I have to say, I was suitably impressed with the arena itself. It's massive mm. it's huge is that the old AEC no, no no the old AEC has been left this is up beside the airport brand new build okay. cost a fortune Robertson's built it of course they did the build every end um, and it's just it's great right the bars are a joke it's also 580 a beer <laughs> I know I was half it though and um, went there but the place is massive but everyone was good the show was brilliant uh, bloody blah and all the classics were on blah blah so one song that I haven't seen many do any Oasis gig or anything I've done is Gas Panic, which I think is a good song. It's a wee bit underrated. I know this is a Dode Fox podcast, but I will get to it. So at the time I'm speaking to my mate, because one of the other guys is away at the bar, and we were standing at the position where people think, I can just walk through these two people, and it's a pain in the arse. Mm. So people were doing that, people were doing that, and drinks were, I think it was spilling drinks. I think my mate was, but it was just like, I don't know, whatever. And this guy turned around and he went, what are you, Ronnie? I love the Dode Fox podcast. <laughs> I went, thanks very much, mate. Cheers. He's like, I can't wait to Monday. And my mate turned to me and went, did that just fucking happen? <laughs> I was like, it did. That, that just happened. He's like, there's 12,000 people here. How was that happened? I was like, well, that's, that's, it's random. But yeah. again, because I'm really bad at names. Sorry, I didn't get your name. But thanks for your uh, thanks for your support. Hopefully you made it the day and uh, your hangover isn't too bad on Friday. So then on Friday, so yesterday, uh, yesterday's record this. So I was on half day yesterday, right? So uh, gets back to Dundee, gets changed really quickly, gets out the door. Uh, yes, yeah, and then goes into the ferry, right? So I have to go one end of the Dundee to get to the ferry, right? I'm trying to get someplace for before three o'clock. Yeah. So I parked the car. It was no free parking in the ferry because it was mental. So I ended up in that wee dodgy car park behind the Baines. Didn't even go into Baines. Didn't even go for a steak pie. I don't know what's come over me. So I'm heading towards <laughs> Grace's in the ferry, right? Really nice, really nice place. Good food. <laughs> and as I'm walking along the road, I get Rory Costello, Dude Fox podcast. I was like, how's it going? And his mate Stevie that I know. So I was just trying to wait on him. And he says, oh, I really enjoyed it. Nah, but how'd you get to the games? So I know so much. Got the Bairns, blah, blah, blah. Just chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. Fine, fine, fine. Someone that was with me, not not as as impressed. No, what's going on? Less impressed. Gets the graces, finds out because of that we chat with Stevie. We've missed the brunch menu, which ends at three o'clock. Yeah. And it wasn't you that was looking for the brunch menu. No, nah. no, it wasn't me. Mm. So could you imagine the look that was maybe shot in my direction? <laughs> I could imagine. So, that uh, look, yeah. thanks, Stevie. And uh, just a final one. Uh, a guy asked, uh, said, "I love the podcast. Think it's great. Really makes my Monday." while I was stood at the urinal in the Eddie Thompson stand today. So I don't know how he knew it was me for that. Uh, but I mean, there we go. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm 
I'm speechless. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so, so uh, yeah. So that that was that. That was that. Shall we move on? We could. Yeah. We should mention one of uh, one of our listeners actually uh, in a, a more serious note. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of our listeners, Jim Hogg, he had a heart attack two weeks ago, uh, hopefully no brought on by listening to me and Ronnie talking shite, uh, and he's currently lying in a hospital bed in Aberdeen awaiting a triple bypass operation this coming Wednesday. Uh, from what we've heard about Jim, he's a massive United fan, but has questionable tastes in podcasts. But with that being said, we'd like to wish you all the best this coming week and hope that the operation is a success and you're back at Tanadice as soon as possible, Jim. So all the best from me and Ron. Yeah, well, the best, Jim. All the best. Uh, right, so on this day, I think's the only thing we've got left for business. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on this day, as always, an associate with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. Just three games I want to mention. This week, there's no signings, no birthdays, nothing like that. And that's providing I've put the right dates and to get the right information, but here we go. Uh, we'll start in 1989. You might remember this, Paul. We were at Parkhead, and not for the first time, we were proved to be a venue for one of our best performances, um, but also for us to notch our first away win of the season. Mm. It's November, and we've just won away for the first time. But even though we were out of the services of the suspended, beautifully named Miodrag Kravokopic, uh, the defence held firm in an almost customary manner against Celtic. Uh, we repeatedly hit the home side in the break. It was a 1-0 win. It was secured as Billy McKinley knocked the ball into Kevin Gallagher's path. And though uh, Paddy Bonner uh, blocked his first effort, he was powerless to prevent Kevin stabbing home the rebound. Uh, before the end, it could have been a couple of goals. Uh, Bonner had a good save. Uh, Bonner in the woodwork actually had a good save to deny Michael O'Neill's header. Michael O'Neill is just taking the stoke, stoke job, job, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, great work for Kevin Gallagher. And then four minutes left, Billy McKinley lobbed the ball just over. The starting 11 that day. Alan Main. Dave Neri. Morris Malpass. Freddie van der Hoorn, Billy McKinley. John Clark. Michael O'Neill. Mixu Patalainen. Jim McAnally, Dave Bowman, and Kevin Gallagher. Good team. Very good team. Mm, great keeper, but good team. Yeah. Good In team. 2000, we went to McDermott Park. It was United boss Alex Smith, uh, including all four of his recent signings in the starting lineup uh, for the first time. I was at this game. It was absolute key. It was not a good uh, a day at all. Uh, the four players were Jim Lachlan, Jamie Fulton, Charlie Miller, and Beto Nevada. Yeah, I was, I was there as well. Who wore the number nine shirt, mm. Beto Nevada. Uh, gave the team a bit of a fresh look, but were beaten 1-0 by Keegan Parker goal for the Saints, who included in their squad, Alan Main, Darren Dodds, Gary Bolin, and Paddy Conley was on the bench that day. Great keeper. <laughs> and our final match this week takes us to 2006, to East End Park. It was a goal with two minutes left by Gary Mason. It was enough to give the Pars a 2-1 victory. And I only mention that. When was the last time that happened? Mm, you know? Probably then. Probably didn't play Steve <laughs> That then. probably was the last time that happened. <laughs> uh, we got beat 2-1. United did dominate for an hour and were ahead in the game. Barry Robson scored. But uh, Shields equalised and Gary Mason's strike settled the game. A little yeah. bit of a shorter version of On This Day, of course, proudly in association with the Arab Archive. What are you doing with your Saturday next week? Uh, <laughs> that is a hell of a question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have no idea. I might just go for a walk, yeah, take the wee man away somewhere. I have absolutely know. no plans no. at all. You'll, you'll end up with plans, though. 
you know that. Oh yeah, I'll definitely end up with plans. I mean, yeah, no, I'm inherently lazy, so ideally I would be hugging the couch and just watch. Is, is there any football on? Yeah, it's just yeah. well because we're at the biscuit cup, aren't we? That is a bonus. <laughs> That is a bonus. You're damn right, it is. Yeah, I don't know what I'll do. I don't, Chris knows what we'll speak about next week, Ron. Yeah, I don't know. We'll worry about that next week. Yeah, it's um, yeah. And then then Green Morning. Just just a quick mention of the fixtures. By the way, I think most people will know them, of course. But uh, we've got Green Morning on the thirtieth. Alwa are our visitors at Tanadice on the seventh. They're getting it. We go to Arbroath on the fourteenth. Which we 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 had this brief discussion today, right? Mm. That. You think it could be a real issue ticket-wise, but also, given when the game's getting played, might not be the spectacle we're all hoping for. No. No. I wouldn't say I was worried about it, because you shouldn't be worried about playing our broth, but it could be a banana skin of a fixture for Blan Ahuli. Blan Ahuli. Ahur the place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get a ticket for it. As you mentioned, it could be difficult. Uh I mean, there was a bit of a panic for the Dens tickets and there was 4,000 of them in the end. But our both, what will we get? 2,000? 1,500 or something? Yeah, so that will be a... Because we'll sell them all, obviously. It's it's very, very close to a home game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, we'll... uh, We'll focus on Morton first, but that one a wee bit further up the road could be a bit of a yep. banana skin. Uh, then error at Tannadice on the 21st, and then it's the Derby at Tannadice on the 27th. Geez it. Do you miss, because of this shitty league we're in, Boxing Day and New Year's Day games? Uh, or have you kind of liked the not doing things those days? No, I do like my football that time of year. Uh, I know love that, and I know it. Yeah, me too. Absolutely love it. Uh, but and, and I feel the older I've got, and having a kid, I feel a wee bit bad for the players that have got to to do it. Bit, I think down in England, it's a wee bit worse. That it's really full on down there. But uh, even speaking of Dickers the other week, he was saying that oh, they were in Christmas Day all mm, the time. True. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's off. Christmas well, the fixtures have worked year. out because he's in he's in the league below us. Yeah. So the fixtures have worked. Out. He. I think he, I think he's got Christmas Day off, and yeah, he trains Boxing that, Day he? to play a couple of days later. So yeah. I says to him, "This is obviously after the podcast." And I said, "What, what do you do Christmas Day?" And he's like, "Same Christmas now." Yeah, just doesn't have fire on a bit selection boxes like what we will. <laughs> <laughs> neck, neck, and we a trifle. Uh, yeah, half six. <laughs> listen, AM. <laughs> and we've all been there for that. Like, yes. we need a dude, Fox. Advent calendar. That's what we need. Oh, that'd be nice. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, any other business? Anything else you want to mention? Anything? I mean, you've still got your top on and loving life. I'm loving it. Any yeah. uh, any scran today? Any home scran today? Uh, uh, and big Andy Crichton actually he brought in some some wonderfully tasty tray bake. Mm, uh, he did indeed. It was a bit of a, a mixed bag, though, was it? In a sense that some of it was uh, a star bar tray bake, some of it was whisper gold, some of it was bounty. Yeah. Uh, I managed to snare uh, a, a slice of the whisper gold stuff. Star bar. For yeah. I noticed he was in a bit of mood too. It's just because his man's in Cyprus and he's maybe mm. pining for him. I think I thought he was. He was never off his phone. He's probably trying to FaceTime him. Probably. Lawn's probably like, Andy, what are you doing? I'm on the bench. <laughs> Splinters in his ass. No, no getting a signal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the signal's like. Or, uh, yeah. But yeah. no, it was it was some some tasty stuff again for Big Andy Crichton. Yeah. And that was that. I just had a shandy to set up myself when I come in. So that was. You were in. Hellish shape. I was when I saw I you. Was, I was, I was. I was in great shape, and then I went yeah. up to uh, my usual spot, and then um, 
it was a couple of guys were in, but GG was in, and I, I was getting pellers. Mm. I was getting absolute pellers a day. For, yeah. Rightly so. For, <laughs> Rightly so. For various reasons. Yeah. But it was good. But um, my thanks to Stevie for uh, for Friday, for uh, giving me the, the afternoon. Got a couple of hours of hell, mm-hmm. uh, but thanks very much. Um, good win today, though. That's five in a row. Five clean sheets in a row. A record six. A record yeah. is six. Mm-hmm. But we need to go to Morton. And they're very good at home. They are the second best uh, team at home in this league. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's impossible. Uh, one mention. I just, I've just seen this on Twitter. I've just you've probably not even seen this yet, okay. right? So one of the guys who won one of the Dicker prints has said, "Not sure the wife will appreciate the new prime position that Dicker is getting on the wall." Uh, cheers, lads! Delighted with this, and that is. Paul Dixon's picture in front of the picture of his two kids. Right in front of the Burns. <laughs> That's the only place it could go. So thanks very much for sharing that, Adam. If anyone else has got them uh, by now, because the, the Paul McNichol delivery service... Everybody's got them. Has got them. Oh, well, Billy's not got his, because it's still over there. Ah, the, oh, <laughs> Sorry, so, Bill. Oh, so the five of them, the four of them I had to deliver. <laughs> I've got, have got them. them ah. ah. But Billy, I will get it to you this week, all right? Um, right, that is it from us. Episode 21, which two plus one... It's three. Which the score of the day was... Three zip. This is the shite banter that we are now coming up with. Thank you very much for everything. If you've got any views on the game, you want to tell us about the episodes or anything else you want to say, uh, do send us a tweet or a comment on Instagram or a DM or on our Facebook page. We are at Dode Fox Podcast and we'll be back next week with episode 22. 